Another week full of big stories in Clarksville. This is your week, your news, a Clarksville Now original podcast. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Joining me as always, the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Chris Smith. Hello, Chris. Howdy, Ryan. You ready for another week of big stories? I am ready for big stories. It's a short week. I'm ready for the big story roundup. (laughs) It's a a short week, which always seems like the longest week ever because Mm -hmm. you have to... You go from, and I don't know about you, when you get a day off, mm-hmm. it's not like you just have a week, right? You have like right. to cram all the work in necessary yeah. to take that day off. Yeah. In our world, having one less day doesn't mean you have one less day worth of work. <laughs> right. Like you're so just, many people, right? Yeah. You're, you're cramming five days of work into four days. Exactly. You know? So it's, yeah, it's crazy, but we're excited to be here and uh, break down the biggest yeah. stories trending now on ClarksvilleNow.com. So the first story is a uh, is a weird little problem with convenience. So how do you, how do you pay your do you pay your bills, Ryan, or does uh, Christina handle that? I haven't paid a single one yet, and no one's come to claim anything or <laughs> whatever. It's like how long can you live in a house without paying the mortgage? No, I, I pay them all. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. See, my house, my wife uh, handles all the bills. So you have no idea what anything I, costs. I'm, I don't know for money. What's your power bill every month? No idea. No idea. No idea. Gas and water. What are you paying gas and water? No idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're blissfully. I'm ignorant. blissfully ignorant. <laughs> Let's hope that I don't become a widower, you know, someday because I'm going to be like, what? where does our money come from? Where does our money go? I, I have no concept of any of it. You will be shocked. And that is probably why that at your house, you don't guard the thermostats yeah. like they're the nuclear, you know, <laughs> codes, launch <laughs> yeah. codes, you know, because people yeah. are walking around and, and touching them. Since I pay the bills mm-hmm. in the house. I'm always like, if it feels colder than it should be in there, I'm like, who's touching the thermostat? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want any of that going on. You don't even care because you have no idea how much any of that costs. No, no concept of any of it. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we kind of <laughs> decided on that years ago because I, I was handling the bills. And um, Kate wasn't satisfied with the way I handled the bills. I think it was fine. What did you screw but up? I don't know. She You she, forgot to pay things. I think she likes to know what's going on yeah. all the time. And she feels a sense of loss of control. She doesn't have her finger on that pulse. Yeah. I don't care about that pulse. <laughs> I'll just say, are we doing okay? Can I spend money? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, But anyway, all that's to say, uh, one of the things that makes bill paying a lot easier these days is uh, that you can pay bills with you know credit cards mm-hmm. and debit cards. Problem with that, anybody who's con- you know owned a small business or anything knows that there are these transaction uh, fees yeah. when it come when you go to pay something. It is not free, folks, for yeah. businesses to allow you to use a credit card to pay for something. Yeah, yeah. If you pay cash. We're all well and good, but exactly. if you throw down a credit card or a debit card, the business is on the hook for like a dollar ninety five per transaction. Right. So all that adds up uh, for uh, Clarksville Gas and Water in particular. Last year, um, they had to absorb Clarksville Gas and Water seven hundred thousand dollars in credit and debit card fees. Wow. Yeah. So you're wondering why your water pressure ain't great. You're wondering why, you know, maybe the sewage plant stinks a little bit. Imagine what they could do with $700,000 um, wow. to fix some of those problems. 
So now the problem is next year, um, they have an estimate that it's going to go up to $880,000. Nearly a million dollars in in fees. For people using credit cards and debit cards to pay bills. I pay mine through, like, I can do online banking right. through my bank, yeah, right? Yeah, that that's not part of this. Um, having a automatic payment plan um, doesn't affect this. Right. This is people who, they get their bill in the mail, and they call, and they pay their bill with a card, or they stop by the office and pay it with a card. Right. Yeah. It's super easy for me. I just go on my, my bank app on my phone, and I just pay, 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 click, and it's all it's all gone, and it sends mm-hmm. it like an electronic check. Um. I don't think it's unreasonable if it's going to cost Clarksville Gas and Water nearly a million dollars next year mm-hmm. to absorb these fees. I have no problem with them being upfront about it, saying like, hey, if you pay with a check or you pay you know, via automatic draft online or whatever, it don't, doesn't cost a darn thing. But there is a credit card transaction fee attached to this. If mm-hmm. you pay by credit card, it's an extra 2 or $3 or whatever yeah, it would be. Yeah, because, you know... of the time, an extra buck or two, you know, when you're, I mean, we do that almost every day. You go to Kroger and you say, you want cash back? Okay, you want cash back? You good with paying two bucks? Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Right. Well, that's essentially what Gas and Water is doing. You want to pay with a credit card? Hey, you're good with, you're going to have to pay an extra two bucks. So you pay two bucks. I have this feeling that this is something that that adds up. Oh, you're talking about, you know, 200,000 people in the city (laughs) that adds up. We're looking it's it's adding up to nearly a million dollars. Yeah. I I don't know for sure, but I feel this is correct. So I'm going to go with it because I feel it's it's a gut feeling of accuracy. You know, that's how we gauge most accuracy in the news business. eh, It feels right. Feels right. I have a feeling (laughs) that most large cities do not absorb credit card transaction fees. Hmm. Very few people even do it now. Like you'll even go to gas stations and now and they'll say, Hey, if you're paying with cash, this is the price. If oh, you're paying yeah, with you credit card, you're paying this. Mm-hmm. It's different. I would think we're probably one of the last to be like, Hey, we're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and pass this fee on. If you're going to use could a credit be. card. Awesome. But there's a transaction fee involved with that. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I am not sure, but, um, but yeah, so it's, um, this is going to, it's not automatic. It's going to have to be approved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, I can't imagine that there's going to be a ton of pushback on it, but, um, yeah, so that's what they're looking to do. I did not see too much belly aching on Clarksville now's Facebook page. I did see no, some people. I think one of the know. arguments that they made is, well, this, um, allowing people to pay by credit card reduces the need to have more people, you know, working at Clarksville Gas and Water, so it saves them on employee, yeah. uh, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's an easy fix. How many people are working at Clarksville Gas and Water that are solely there to open envelopes and, and, and check for checks? <laughs> I like don't a know. staff of hundreds? I don't know. Seems is like it like a pretty easy, to, easy yeah. thing to do. Is it $800,000 worth of payroll that they're like, yeah. oh man, we got a whole office of people and all they do is just open envelopes all day. No. And think of that in terms of payroll. Uh, so $700,000, how many employees would that be? That's boy. See, I don't do math, so I, I don't, don't know. I'm married to a math teacher. <laughs> I'd say it's like 21 employees. Yeah. Yeah. You depending know, on how much they make and yeah. whether they're part-time or full-time. Let's, let's round an entire 20. department. Yeah. 20 people. Yeah. So there's not 20 people checking envelopes <laughs> for, for checks. So coming soon to a uh, bill payment near you, that extra $2 yeah. surcharge could be coming up. Yep. 
So uh, another uh, story going on right now. Um, actually, let's uh, let's talk about the Honor Foundation first. Are you going to switch things up? I'm on switching the fly? things up. I'm, move, I'm moving the order around. Look at you. Um, so this is a neat new thing that we're getting in Clarksville. Um, it's called the Honor Foundation. I hadn't heard of this before. It's a career transition program that's specifically for U.S. Special Operations Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is it um, will help them convert their military service to the private sector. Uh, it helps the next generation of corporate and community leaders. So there'll be a campus at uh, the Clarksville Regional Airport uh, where these SOF soldiers can go and um, basically um, get some counseling, get some help and advice on uh, transitioning what they do into real world. Uh, and we, ha- we haven't had that before. This is the first time this has been right. available. You know, they have programs like this at Fort mm-hmm. Campbell for, I guess, regular soldiers, but mm-hmm. this one is specialized to special ops soldiers. Yeah. Which I think makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you wonder why the business community doesn't actively seek out special operations veterans mm-hmm. because it's a different skill set. It's a different mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, these are highly trained, highly skilled at what they do, whether mm-hmm. it's you know running operations or actually kicking doors down. We have an incredible wealth of highly qualified people here in Clarksville that have served in the special operations community. And you would think that corporate America, especially would want people that are very good under stress, Mm -hmm. very good and have the ability to multitask and all the things that come with being successful in special operations. You look at what, what goes into mission planning Mm -hmm. or does what goes into, I mean, I, I happen to know some, some folks that have retired from special operations you want interesting people that know how to plan something, know how to make something work. Mm-hmm. Hire a pilot from the one sixtieth. I mean, talk about <laughs> yeah. organizing and figuring things out, and planning and prepping, yeah. and all of that. Being able to do these calculations in their head, you would think. I would imagine, um, particularly with special forces, and so so many of them operate at a small group mm-hmm. level. Yeah. The the teamwork aspect would right. be incredible too. You know, you've got to work as a team. You you can't just do stuff on your own right. or be a cog in a wheel. You right. know, you have to be a team player, and you have to rec- you know recognize other people's teamwork you know efforts as well. Yeah. Um, it, you know, one of the things that struck me, and actually, I was at a meeting this morning where um, a former army guy was um, was talking about uh, something he was, and he said, "Well, you know, my military they immediately kicked into you know the action plan, right, and a five point action plan to blah 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 blah." And I thought, right. You know, that you don't hear that everywhere, you know. Yeah. That whole idea of being very mission focused and you know objective driven, you know, you've got to come up with a plan to accomplish what you. I mean, I've worked in. Uh, corporate type settings and uh, newsrooms mainly where there can be a lot of dithering around and like, you know, <laughs> well, you know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you know, when you're, when you're mission oriented, when you're task oriented, it's a whole different outlook. And something called the after action review, right? After action review where those are very important. You think about it, right? Success. You yeah. think about that's what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So you've, you've got a mission, whether it's, you know, the special forces group is doing an operation or it's the one sixtieth is doing whatever they're doing. And to look at that afterwards and be able to mm-hmm. take a look at the mission, evaluate the strengths and the weaknesses and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. that you do that for 20 years, right? Yeah. Like how valuable are you to, to companies? Very. And even though you may not have the, what they're looking for on paper credentials, mm-hmm. You kind of think that corporate America maybe needs to reevaluate some of that 
yeah. and, and, and start actively seeking out these folks. Yeah, because the skills may not necessarily automatically translate. You know, right. if you're looking for somebody to manage an accounting department, well, you know, special forces isn't exactly a thing that's going to come to mind immediately. But, you know, so many of those skills can be taught, you know, right. yeah. you can't teach work ethic. You can't teach, I mean, I guess you can if you're yeah. you know, a sergeant in the military. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't teach like all those teamwork skills. And there's right. a lot of things, skills that you pick up in the military that, you know, and I say this is not being in the military, but from what I've seen and observed that you pick up in the military that um, you can't really get anywhere else. Right. And it's really just a matter of, okay, how do we apply this to, you know, learning how to take a computer apart and put it back together right. or whatever. Right. So interesting. And, and I wonder, you know, about this whole making it something specific to special forces. And, um, you know, I wonder what kind of skills, what kind of jobs are going to be sort of flowing yeah. into that yeah. center to, you know, people, I'm sure they're going to be connecting soldiers with job opportunities as well. You know, I'll tell you that if you've got a department in your business that is slacking, mm-hmm. they're way off time and way off task. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what they're doing. They accomplish mm-hmm. nothing. Go hire a retired one sixtieth pilot. Mm-hmm. And say, guess what? That's all yours. Mm-hmm. In a month, they'll be the most productive <laughs> <laughs> department in yeah. your building, on time, under budget, and yeah. everybody will be doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot to be said for, you know, so many people get promoted into management roles, and you get promoted to a certain level, and suddenly you're no longer really doing the job that you were initially right. you know, qualified to yeah, do. You yeah. know, At a certain point, you know, like in, in the journalism world, I know this is true, like you can be an incredibly good writer and you end up being promoted and promoted because you're such a good writer, and then suddenly you're just leading other people right. and you're doing personnel management yeah. that really has nothing to do with reporting or writing. You're just supervising other people who are doing that work. Yeah. So you're not even using your, your skills. Yeah. You're just being a personnel manager. I, you know, you could do that. At a healthcare clinic, right? You can do, do that. Auto body shop. Yeah. You know, it's just personnel management, which is a complete other skill set. Is this the ballad of Chris Smith? Were you just secretly and slyly <laughs> telling us? Um, were you were you playing up your skills as a writer? Like you know, just let's just example here. What if we had a guy? We'll just call him. Let's call him. Uh, Chris, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's a great writer, but he's moved up in management and now he doesn't write anymore. I, I, I can tell you that um, one of the reasons that I still have bylines is I, I, I keep my yeah. fingers, I keep my go. fingers wet. Chris is not <laughs> forcing people to write his stories and give him bylines yeah, like I that. I can't just, stand not getting a chance to write every now and then. But, but I'm a perfect example, though, of failing upwards. So if you want to hear my <laughs> story sometime, I you're can break that air. down for you're you. Still on, you still do shows. People still think people think I'm gone. I have to remind people every once in a while that I'm not dead. Yeah. Tell them when they can listen to you. I'm, I'm, I'm still here, folks. I'm not dead. You can listen to me Monday through Friday, <laughs> 2 to 7. There you go. go. Monday Q-108. through Friday, 2 to 7. I've had to remind so many people over the last three years that, no, I'm not dead, and yes, I'm still here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, F&M Bank Arena. We had some big news out of them this week. Mm-hmm. Um, two bits of big news. Yep. So the first was the rodeo. They're having their first rodeo out there. This so. is F and M Bank's first rodeo. Aha! <laughs> and I used that in my headline. I hoped you would. Yeah, it's F and M Bank Arena's first rodeo. Yeah, Corey Rosh, Rosh, Rash, Rash. I had no idea. Corey Rash is a graduate of Clarksville High School. Mm-hmm. Um, he was go Wildcats. Yeah, go go Wildcats. We love the Wildcats. <laughs> Even though your kids went to Rossview, you are a Hawk parent. I'm a Wildcat I don't parent. I actually know what the Hawks thing is. Is it go Hawks? Is it what else? Fly would it be? Hawks fly. I don't. I don't know. know. 
Warhawks. Guess how many <laughs> Rossview High School football games Chris attended? I'll save you the trouble. Zero. Um, <sighs> but no. So you know, Clarksville High School graduate, mm-hmm. Wildcat, uh, went to go to the rodeo in college. Actually got a college scholarship to rodeo in college, which wow. is so cool. Yeah. And then he got on the professional bull rider circuit and, and, and you know, was, was riding bulls in the professional circuit for a good long time, made some money, decided after he started a family to... You know, I don't want to be on the road all the time. I want to actually be home to raise my kids. Came back to Clarksville. Mm-hmm. And so how cool is it that the first PBR, not Paps Blue Ribbon, professional bull riders, <laughs> there's a difference, um, event at the FNM Bank Arena, the Corey Rash uh, Invitational, which is really exciting. It's kind of a tribute to the local uh, cowboy superstar. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I learned something this week. Yeah. I didn't know that you could get a scholarship in rodeo. I didn't either. Yeah. And I, I mean, would can you major in rodeo? I don't know if you can major in rodeo, but I think they have rodeo teams, much like Austin yeah. P has a football oh, okay. team. Yeah, schools, like a sports. Okay. Yeah, yeah that have that have rodeo teams. Mm-hmm. But no, that's gonna be so much fun. When is yeah. that event? Um it's gonna be on November fourth. November fourth. Yeah. Rodeo at the FNM Bank Arena. Have you ever that's seen right. Rodeo Live? I have. I have. Um, I I helped out at the Kiwanis Rodeo um for the first time this year. I'm I'm a Kiwanian. And um, I got to see a little bit of it. And um, yeah, it's kind of scary. Those bulls are, they're, they're, they're big business. They didn't put you in like the. No, no, they did not. They did not say, okay, parking cars. next up to, uh, you know, to no, ride I the No, I thought bull. maybe you'd be the clown or something to have to distract the bulls or whatever. No, no I, I would make were, a good clown, but I would not be good at running from bulls. I've heard that comment on, on Clarksville Now's Facebook page. Um, <laughs> but, so, um, but you were like parking cars. I was parking cars. Okay, you're parking yeah, cars. Yeah, that was my main job. But it's amazing to see. When especially when they do the bull riding, mm-hmm. like oh my god, what goes into that? Yeah. So this, I had no idea that. I mean, I, I think somebody had mentioned, it and I'd always thought, really, they can put a rodeo in the F and M Bank Arena? That's yeah. that's a bunch of dirt. I yeah. mean, somebody bringing all those cows and horses, all that yeah. manure and dust, and because uh-huh. normally you know you have a rodeo in Clarksville, it's held at the um, the John. Barty, Barty uh, Arena. Barn. I would say Bar Barbie, but it's, it's Barty. It's Barty. Barty. Okay. Because we have a guy who works here. That's where I'm getting confused. This great kid that works here. His name is Alan Barty, and mm-hmm. I asked him if that was his family uh-huh. his name that for the, for the rodeo yeah. barn out there off Rossview Road. And he said no. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, that out there, there's it's all just dust and everything. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to control. Surely they've thought of this. They're, I can't they're, be they're the going to combine say, ice skating and rodeo. Wait a minute, that's right. an outdoor sport. That's right. an indoor facility. Chris, I'm telling you right now <laughs> that the day before the rodeo opens in Clarksville, they're not going to go. Wait a minute. We didn't think about where we're going to put this and how we're going to get all this dirt in here. Yeah. You're not going to see the bulls uh, riding on the ice, on the, on the ice <laughs> or Austin P's basketball uh, floor. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I guess surely they're gonna have like fans or something to get all that dust out of there. Chris, no, it's gonna they have mess. people that who's make, gonna who's gonna do the dusting? Not you, <laughs> not you. They're not gonna say, "Hey, Chris, hey, Chris, can you clean up? <laughs> can you bring a, bring a, a shovel? Bring a Swiffer? Bring a Swiffer wet jet? We need you to wet jet the basketball court because we're done with the rodeo and Austin P's got to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but speaking of basketball. Um, the first APSU basketball game has been announced, was announced this week as well. That's right. It's going to be in November as well. They've mm-hmm. played all of their Austin P basketball games at, um, 
The Dunn. The Dunn Center for, mm-hmm. what, 40 years? Oh, something like that. The Dunn. Mm-hmm. The Dunn is done. The Dunn is done. That, and now, there's a headline for you. Right there. Yeah. Uh, you should have asked me about that. Um, but no, this is exciting because not only for, for lots of reasons. Um, first of all, Austin P. women's basketball, exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Brittany Young is dynamite. Like, mm-hmm. I would be shocked if she's at Austin P much longer, not because of any desire of hers not to be here and she doesn't like it here, but she's so talented. She's going to get scooped up. You think? Yes. Mm-hmm. There are so many schools that I know are probably looking at her and going like, mm, boy, boy, oh boy. Cause she's just so good. And last year, the women's team was so exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. The men's team, not and so you know, much. that's something to think about. Um, if you've got somebody who's a rising star like mm-hmm. that, you may have, might want to go see a couple of games. Cause then you can say, you know, 10, 15 years from now when she's winning NCAA uh, championships. Right. Hey, you know, she used to be the coach at, at APSU, and I saw her in a couple of games, and she was amazing. You exactly. Know? So you can't do that if you don't go to the game. Exactly. So yeah. so Brittany Young and the Austin P women's basketball team, that's going to be exciting. But the first game is actually going to be Austin P men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and here's why Austin P men's basketball is exciting. You know, coaches come and coaches go. Mm-hmm. I try not to get too attached to any coach because I know mm-hmm. they're going to, because that's kind of the Austin P thing. You know, we're a middle ground school and, and, and Gerald Harrison is really great at bringing talent in. Mm-hmm. And when you bring talented people into a situation like Austin P, they're not going to retire here. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think you want that out of a coach. You want a coach to come in, do some exciting things, you know, bring their skills and then they're going to have opportunities that exist elsewhere, right? It just happens. Um, We have just an incredible coach. Mm -hmm. Corey Gibson. Gibson. Austin P. Like this is, I I said all that before, but this is a guy who could decide, like this is my place to to live forever Mm -hmm. because Austin P. is in his blood. Austin P. Athlete. He played basketball for Austin P. He was a graduate assistant at Austin P. Like he has so much, you know, connected to this community. Mm-hmm. So many connections to the community. People know him, remember him when he played here. He has a love. And I will tell you, coaches come and go and they come in this building all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, we all talk to the coaches because they kind of do this round thing where they, mm-hmm. they come by. And Corey Gibson, I was just like the whole time going, my God, this guy is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've seen him speak. He He's, he's passionate and really smart. And yeah. I mean, and, you know, I'm not a sports guy. I no, was fascinated not. by his breakdown of how he does recruiting. I mean, it's right. And it, it's so neat to see the human element involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, here, me knowing nothing about sports and I'm just like, wow, that's a great way to, to, to help a kid out and raise, build a kid up and mm-hmm. make the kid want to perform for you. You know I mean? Just, well, for him, yeah. what's mm-hmm. so important is connecting the team to the community yeah. and community service. Mm-hmm. And uh, you correct me on the numbers if I'm wrong, and you can go listen to Clarksville's conversation, did an interview with Corey Gibson. That's a couple episodes back. You can go mm-hmm. listen to that, and, and you'll just, he talks for you know 50 minutes, and it's the most inspiring thing you've ever heard. One of the things that shocked me was he'll go and, and talk to recruits and be like, listen, we do community service, and our goal is 1,000 hours. And that's very important to us. We've got to be a part of the community. And whether that's free basketball camps and underprivileged schools or mm-hmm. whatever, that's what we do. And how many parents and players are like, yeah, I don't want to serve the community. I just kind of want to play basketball. And he's kind of like, oh, well, then that's, we're not for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and just it's everything from the way he coaches yeah. to his love of Clarksville. 
We've had coaches come here. The last two basketball coaches that we've had, they don't care about Clarksville. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. Especially the last one. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think he commuted from from Atlanta each each week. But, yeah. you know, and, and to have Corey Gibson come here and to bring his style of basketball, to bring a deep love of Austin P and a deep love of Clarksville, there's no better person mm. to open up Gov's play yeah, yeah. in the FNM Bank Arena than Corey Gibson. So, and this is... um. I got kind of thrown, and you know more about basketball than I do here, because I was Anybody like, "Anybody knows more about <laughs> basketball in this building than That's you do." That's the one with the round ball, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, the uh, that it's an exhibition game, so there. You know, I was trying yeah. to figure out how to parse this out. Like, okay, it's their first basketball game, but it's not a regular official season. regular yeah, season ex- game. exhibition. It's a so it's an know, exhibition, right. and they have like a scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. So, but they haven't said um, who it's going to be yet. So. I guess it, so it doesn't really matter who wins, who loses. It's just no. uh, oh, I no. forgot to bring this to your attention, but you're playing. Oh, they're, I they're am playing against the okay. They, they're playing as a ragtag well, group of nobody. Will, will from I be dressed as a radio clown? <laughs> <laughs> you already yeah. were Converse All Stars, so I you're do. set. Yeah, yeah. they. Um, you know, my dad was a uh, captain of his basketball team. Well, I bet she just shakes his head. Man, the <laughs> he apple did. fell far from the tree. One of my greatest uh, sort of. Um, feelings of uh, disappointment of my family is that I was never into sports and I never, you know, my, and my, you know, I always felt like this shame that I never lived up to my <laughs> dad's expectations of being a basketball player, wow, we're but deep. he wore a uh, converse, uh, Chuck, I don't know, I guess there were Chuck Taylor's yeah, low, low yeah. tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 1962 was yeah. when he graduated from high school and those were his basketball shoes. Was That's con- great. Chuck Taylor's. That's great. And Chris wears a pair every single day. He's got yeah. multiple colors. Yeah. No, they'll announce that soon enough, but it'll be great. Yeah, so I mean, uh, would they play another college team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be another college team. It's not like they're going to play Clarkson. Well, I don't High. know. I mean, it's an exhibition, so right. there'll be another know, college. There'll be play. a collection of like community leaders. <laughs> or, yes, Mayor, Mayor Mayor Joe Pitts and Wes Golden yeah. are going to get along with City Councilman Deanna McLaughlin, County Commissioner yeah. uh, David Shelton, and a really tall person to be named later, and they'll be playing Austin P. No, yeah, yeah. No. So okay, so it'll be another couch. Yes, but, so um, so that exhibition game will happen, and then um, the uh, women's uh, w- the women will actually kick off the uh, regular season uh, games um, on November six. Yep, uh, with the men playing after that mm-hmm. on November six. Yeah. The, be the first first day. So. We got it first. Yeah, we got a bunch of firsts for FN Bank Arena. This is their first rodeo. I counted this down. Yeah, first hockey event. That's was, right. Was three ice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, their first ice show. Uh, Disney on Ice, mm-hmm. Find Your Hero. Yeah. Um, the first concert is Justin Moore, Justin country Moore, and western right? singing sensation Justin Moore. Yeah, that's right. The first Nashville Predators event is going to be the Gold Star Inter Squad game. So mm-hmm. basically, they're playing each other. Yeah. Uh, first, I think the, the Preds are going to win that one. Yeah. First uh, theater performance. You know what that is? Is a theater performance? Theater performance. Yeah. Paw Patrol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paw Patrol Live. Do you um, think the actors who dress like dogs call their parents and say they're working in the theater? You know, that's what I would do. Are you on Broadway? No, way off. That's what my son would do. He'd be like, Sam, I'm doing a theater show. Oh, what is it? I'm Paw Patrol. Hey, but if that's what you, if that would bring yeah. you joy, go for it. Yeah. Acting. Uh, first pro hockey game is going to be a Peoria versus Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then we have the first best basketball game the first radio and the first uh, uh official season game so what's left um we need another first we need more first like first, first rock and roll concert i think well, we need well yeah i guess yeah, uh, yeah first pop justin concert. moore is, is country yeah first pop concert um what about monster trucks Ooh, monster, trucks, have monster be, trucks, we, trucks i i don't know oh 
I don't know. That would be kind of cool. It'd be really cool on the ice. Well, yeah. If we have monster trucks, that'd be mm-hmm. neat. Arena football, wouldn't that be cool to kind of watch at the... Could they do arena football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to roll out some um, turf, right? Yes. You wouldn't play that on the ice or the basketball. Courts. <laughs> 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 wow. They yeah. figure it out. They have people that figure this stuff out, Chris. Oh, wrestling. You yeah, think we'd yeah, wrestling? wrestling? I don't know if we'd get WWE, but I would think we would get something of, of yeah. that. Yeah, there'd be wrestling. There's going to be people that are... That are, uh, you know, covering themselves in baby oil, yeah. wearing, wearing tidy whities and slamming, you know, slamming elbows into people. Yeah, yeah. That's coming. That's the way they advertise it now, by the way. That's it, you. <laughs> Who wants to see a bunch of people slathering baby oil? Baby oil, baby oil, <laughs> baby oil. <laughs> so that's uh, what's coming up in FNM Bank Arena. Um, let's see. Also coming up, we have uh, Spookies. Spookies Halloween Store. It's spooky season. It's just it's about to be season. here. Um, yep. So uh, there's a Clarksville couple that have uh, brought in a spooky Halloween store. It's okay. going to be open. I think it is open, actually. Um, back behind the Olive Garden uh, parking lot. Okay. So right there in front of Home Goods, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. If okay. That's behind an Olive the Garden home store. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right behind the Olive Garden. It's a big, yeah. they said like a tent in the parking lot there? Yeah. Big tent. Okay. Um, and so they're, they're selling all kinds of stuff uh, to, to meet your Halloween needs. So, are, are you, you going to be dressing up for Halloween? I I haven't dressed up in a while. I haven't either. Yes. We did when I, when I had a little kid. Um, yeah, but once the kids got older than like five or six, it was like, eh, okay, I'm, I'm going to dress as a middle aged dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, my middle aged dad costume is on point. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, as the father of daughters, and you're with mm. me on this one, could we have a section? I don't know. Maybe Spookies does. I don't know. Mm. Could we have a section of non sexy women's Halloween costumes? Hmm. because for that was the trend for the longest time was you and i could go as ghostbusters Mm -hmm. but if our wives wanted to join us they'd have to get the sexy ghostbusters costume yeah yeah there's a little bit of sexism rolled up in that a little bit but uh, hopefully that's changed and there's more options yeah Um, but that's exciting it means halloween is going to be here before you know it and halloween Mm -hmm. means fall and there is no better place to be in the fall than clarksville tennessee yeah Uh, you know what i did dress up last year at halloween at uh, Fright on Franklin. What'd you dress up as? I took your, I think it was your idea, the Ghost Riders. Oh, yes. Idea. Yeah. You dressed up as a ghost. I dressed up as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I bought a really expensive ghost costume. Yeah. Um, consisting of a $2 sheet that I cut uh, eye-shaped holes in and um, put on a fedora with a little press pass in it and um, and creeped out all the kids at Friday on Franklin. They're like, what is this person supposed to be? It's an old-school ghost! I'm a ghost writer! Yeah, Charlie Brown ghost. <laughs> so hopefully we're going to do that again this year. So that'll be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Friday on Franklin is fun. Um, I do wonder, I, I kind of want to go to Spookies just to kind of see, like, what are we going to be seeing a lot of? A lot of sheets. With holes no, cut out for and fedoras eyes. with press passes. No, that's <laughs> not, that's a whole section just for, But I want to see, like, one of the cool things about Halloween and trick-or-treat, mm-hmm. first of all, I love that we do trick-or-treat here at night on Halloween, um, is just sitting on your porch and watching all the costumes come up. There's always themes. There's, mm-hmm. always a, there's always a big costume each year that shows up. It'll be interesting to see what the big costume what will is the going to be. be. I don't know. What have been some good scary movies that have come out? Uh, it's usually not scary movies. It's usually like Spider-Man or, well, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm seeing a Roman Centurion. Okay. I'm looking through the photos of the inside of the store here. I'm seeing some uh, Jason. I'm um, seeing some Oogie Boogie from yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. 
uh, seeing you know standard witches and stuff. It's exciting. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know, and and I'm excited about Halloween. We'll probably get into this more when um, when we get closer to yeah. the actual date. But um, I'm yeah, it's good that we actually get out in the neighborhoods because. For a while there, there was this whole thing about, oh, Halloween isn't safe. We'll give you a safe trick-or-treating option. Right. I'll tell you what a safe trick-or-treating option is. Let your kids go outside and go trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. Right. That is perfectly yep. safe. You know, it there's is. all these weird little rumors of urban legends about razor blades and stuff. It isn't real. Never happened. Never happened. It isn't real. It's an urban myth. You know what your I kids love? are perfectly safe going up and down the street. It absolutely yeah. is. And, and as a person who lives in a neighborhood with a lot of young kids... Mm-hmm. It's it's fun because you have a chance to interact with people that you generally don't see. Yeah, it's a neighborhood coming together and everyone's excited and everyone's happy and everyone's mm-hmm. ready to hand out candy and there's laughs and there's smiles and there's neighbors meeting neighbors. Like yeah. that's what we need in neighborhoods. Yeah. Trunk or treats are great. And if church wants to do a, a trunk or treat, that's awesome. The more candy you can give your kids, the better. Mm-hmm. I know we've got a lot of those options here, but never replace one with the other. Mm-hmm. You can do both. Yeah. In neighborhoods, what we need in neighborhoods are things like, like you know, trick-or-treat yeah, and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And there's some neighborhoods, I understand, you know, the trick-or-treat kind of started as more of a, a country, rural phenomenon mm-hmm. yeah. because people, you know, if you live, you know, half a mile from your nearest neighbor, it's kind of hard to go trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. Yeah. So it does, I can see why people do that. But I I would prefer if people in those situations would just dump their kids in my neighborhood. I'll load them up with all the candy they want. Yeah. I mean, it's that's what it should be Do about. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters where you're at? You know, we used to. We live in a downtown neighborhood, yeah. and um, we used to get a lot of trick-or-treaters. It's tapered off a lot, which is really disappointing because, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. My neighborhood, we, we moved a couple of years ago to mm-hmm. another neighborhood in Clarksville. And, and the neighborhood that I lived in originally was starting to age out of a lot of trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood I'm in now, it's trick-or-treat central. Mm-hmm. It's just all night to trick-or-treaters and it's it's so much fun yeah 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 we need more of that yes we do and fall it means falls here if we've got spookies already open that means the tobacco barns will be smoking before you know it that's right you'll leave for work and it'll be 50 degrees and chilly you'll need to wear a light <laughs> jacket to work it's coming yeah um and then final story um doing a little do a little bit of self-promotion because it, it's what consumed most of my week this week and that was um launching christian county now yeah so clarksvillenow.com Mm-hmm. Is is the biggest news? I'm not just saying this because I work here, folks. We have we have data to to back this up. Mm, yeah. I'm not just pulling this surprisingly out of um, overwhelming. Seventy five percent of the community uses Clarksville now on a daily basis. Well, let me give you the right wording on that. It's you have to cut that out. Well, no, you don't have to cut it out. I thought that was a, is it, that it's it's uh, we control seventy five percent of the local digital media market share. That's exactly what I meant to say, <laughs> and that's what I said. Just not as technical. So yeah. you know, Clarksville now mm-hmm. has grown to be the primary news source in Clarksville yes, for people. Definitely to, true to get to get their news. And so, what's the sad thing about the reality of the world we're living in right now is, for whatever reason, figuring out how to do news in a digital space and make it profitable has been a riddle that few have solved. Clarksville now has solved it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we talked to Katie Gamble, who's our general manager, who's being promoted to Saga yeah. Communications. I can't remember what her title is. Uh, director of Digital Brands. Yes. And so we're launching Saga Communications, which is the parent company of the radio stations here in town and ClarksvilleNow.com. Feels it's important to provide communities with local news. And so we're launching now.com's all over the company. Mm-hmm. And so Cal was launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bellingham, Washington is on the way. Yeah. And so we, we thought like, okay, well, we've got Clarksville, Montgomery County covered with Clarksville now. What about Christian County? 
Hmm. Christian County, Kentucky. Yeah, the radio signals are already up there. Exactly. We're already broadcasting heavily into, um, you know, uh, Hopkinsville and Oak Grove with Beaver and Q108. Right, and there's like spotty little coverage here and there and this story here and the newspaper that's behind a paywall and that sort of thing. So where can people in Christian County go for reliable, free news available 24-7? And that's ChristianCountyNow.com. Yeah, and it's just about Christian County. Um, so that's mm-hmm. that's one of the keys, I think, to the success of um, of Clarksville Now and these other sites is a, a laser focus on the local community. Right, because so you we don't get bogged down in what's happening in Washington right. and in Nashville or even in Stewart County or Trigg County or Todd County. We we focus just on our community. Mm-hmm. And that that frees up your time, you know, so you're not traveling all over the place covering stories that don't have anything to do with your community, but it also frees up your headspace and right. your ability to focus. So right. like with Clarksville now, you know, I don't worry about you know, what's happening with the legislature because I don't have a reporter in Washington. So instead, or in uh, Nashville, I'm focused on, you know, whether Wilmerath Boulevard has been closed down by a shooting. You know, that's what I'm focused on. And I think you can get national news anywhere. There's plenty of resources for national news. Reuters. Right. Yeah. There's there's whole networks on Mm -hmm. television that yak about it Mm 24-7. But where do you go to get the news about your community? Where do you get to where do you go to find out why was Wilma Rudolph shut down yesterday? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so yeah, Clarksville now has been. I mean, we're proud of of Clarksville now, and I think yeah. it's such a great resource. Yeah. Um, and now to bring that to Christian County as well. Yeah, and it's been neat traveling up there and meeting with the uh, the mayors in um, mm-hmm. Oak Grove and Hopkinsville and Pembroke and Crofton, and you just getting getting to know people, the police departments, and everything. And um, they're all very welcoming of it. They're very mm-hmm. open to it, and they're excited about it. So I think it's, I think it'll be neat. And I look forward to learning learning more about that community. You know, I don't live up there, um, but learning more about that community and how we can help them sort of um, embrace their community identity yeah. as Christian County and, um, and, you know, and work with them on all kinds of stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. I will tell you that one thing that stands out for me for Christian County is the beauty of the countryside. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such a beautiful drive mm-hmm. through Christian County, having to yeah. go through di- to different radio station tower sites. Mm-hmm. The drive to the Beaver Tower site, which is in Cerulean, mm-hmm. is probably one of the most beautiful drives, especially when yeah. you get off the main roads yeah. and you're heading through these back rolling hills and it is, the countryside is unmatched. More, a lot more farming area yes. than a lot of Montgomery County. Montgomery County, there's a lot more trees, you know, getting in the way right. of uh, being able to see really the countryside because there's trees everywhere, right. which I'm not complaining, but... right. It's it's a different sort of landscape up there. Yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And so ChristianCountyNow.com. Yeah, it's up and running. So if you live in it's Christian County, up and running, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Your your community, your news on two fronts. That's right, north and, and south of the it, state line. We got you covered, both sides. Yep, absolutely. And those are the biggest stories on ClarksvilleNow.com for this past week. Your week, your news, and OriginalClarksvilleNow.com podcast.